Good evening, and welcome to All Access on 1061 FM Nash Icon at NashFM1061.com. Presented by CrescentCitySports.com, the best sports site in Louisiana. All Access is also presented by the All-State Sugar Bowl, representing the best of amateur athletics, and by Francesca by Katie's, serving up St. Louis-style food with a New Orleans flair. All Access is also brought to you by Lamarck Ford and Lamarck Lincoln in Kenner, by Bergeron Automotive in Metairie, by LifeGate Church in Mandeville in Metairie, by Premier Automotive throughout the New Orleans area, John Curtis Christian School in River Ridge, by Life Resources Ministries with outreaches throughout the New Orleans area, and by the RNL Carriers New Orleans Bowl. It's your chance to talk intelligent sports, all sports, all the time. To join in the conversation, call 504 260 1061. Now, here's your host, University of New Orleans play by play voice Jude Young of CrescentCitySports.com and Cumulus Radio New Orleans. What's going on, friends? Christmas is a little closer. You can almost hear those reindeer on our rooftops coming down chimneys that most of us don't have because we really don't need fireplaces here. Guess he goes through the window, right? Maybe puts on scuba gear, comes up through the toilet, or the turlet, if you will. Depends on your uh, your local vernacular. Yes, it's very close. And just getting there is quite the challenge for local basketball programs when they're starting to take center stage in the sports world on the college level. But in New Orleans specifically, Instead, they're being sidelined. We will talk about that. Of course, we have to start with, I think, more importantly than the Saints still being alive in the playoff race after taking care of business against a bad Jets team with a bad rookie quarterback. Tomorrow is a big day. And we used to make such a huge deal when National Signing Day was just the first Wednesday in February, when there wasn't an early signing day. And we all know that early signing day is now far more important because most of the big programs do a majority of their shopping, if you will, on the market for high school talent for the early signing period. And if you're a team, a program in transition like LSU, it's a bit more challenging. Now, Keep in mind when you see who the Tigers wind up signing tomorrow. And right now, I think I can, when I put the, the list together, probably zero in on out of a potential 25, maybe 14. And after that, there's some toss-ups that may not even make their decision tomorrow. But there have been a lot of decommits, and that's no surprise considering the coaching stage, uh, coaching change. And also keep in mind, this is huge. LSU doesn't have any offensive or defensive coordinators yet. So it's really hard for guys to sign when they don't know the full direction of the side of the ball on which they may play. But Brian Kelly's not rushing this. It's a long-term situation for him. Ten-year deal. And sure, he wants to get up and running and winning as soon as possible. But he's not going to rush anything because he has job security. There were a lot of people out there that thought, oh, well, 
you make the right hire, especially if it's a big-time hire like Scott Woodward is known for coming up with as an athletic director. And it'll be fine. LSU won't skip a beat. They'll be better automatically from the 500 team they've been the last couple of years because they'll be coached better. And Kelly will take care of business or whoever that star coach was going to be, and it is Brian Kelly. And they'll win. Well, guess what? That's ambitious. LSU's not signing a top five or top ten recruiting class. But, as in plural, that's not a bad thing because transfer is going to be important. I think the right coach who has the right vision knows what transfers fit their needs and won't just take talent to take talent. They shouldn't do that signing kids out of high school either. And I would be pretty comfortable if I were an LSU fan that Brian Kelly will identify exactly what he needs. And LSU will do very well in the transfer market. Now you can argue, and I'd say you're right, that in this era, why not sign the maximum of 25 now that you can also replace up to seven transfers on top of that with transfers of your own? Because any of that group of high schoolers, just like any other year, will prove within a year or two whether they can reasonably be expected to help you or not. Oftentimes the kids figure that out. They're not going to play. They transfer out. Remember, free transfers? Or if they're really not on even the FBS level, and that does happen even, you know, top 10 overall programs as far as traditional recruiting ratings go, they can always go to FCS. So if you like somebody, but you're not sure, maybe they're more developmental, maybe you sign them anyway. That second-tier kid. But that doesn't have to happen starting tomorrow. You can let that play out, continue to chase after the big names who don't sign, period. And that does add importance to the first Wednesday in February. Because you have time in between to evaluate and make connections on the recruiting trail. In the end, LSU is going to put together a good roster. The question is, how good? Your guess is as good as mine. And yet, don't worry, they'll be better than 6-6 six and six next year. It does start at quarterback. What are the quarterback choices going to be? Well, one of those pieces is going to be added to the puzzle tomorrow. Walker Howard, son of former LSU quarterback Jamie Howard, out of St. Thomas More. Special talent from everyone who's seen him play. Maybe not special enough to expect him to do anything as a true freshman, but not long after that. Then I would assume Garrett Nussmeyer, 
is sticking around. He's the only scholarship quarterback essentially on the roster now. Why would he leave when he's going to take his red shirt? Now we have a little piece of news on that as well to get to, but we'll leave that to the side for a moment. But just assuming Nussmeyer's back, Howard comes in. That's two young guys with virtually no experience between them. So there's no doubt with Max Johnson transferring out. Miles Brennan transferring out. Unless something changes, both of them will be gone. You bring somebody else in who has experience. Somebody that is looking for another chance. Some LSU insiders reporting today that maybe Zach Calzada of Texas A&M having interest in LSU. That doesn't exactly excite me personally. But he could be far better under Brian Kelly than he was under Jimbo Fisher. He could be far better with that year of experience under his belt where you can get the guy who quarterbacked the Aggies to a win over Alabama in what was a high-scoring game and not the guy that we saw in a bunch of others that was very inconsistent to flat-out bad. you got to trust Brian Kelly on that, if it were somebody like him. I saw that Keaton Slovis of USC entering the portal. There's a guy who played better as a freshman than he has the past two years since then and had injury issues as well. He could make a whole lot of sense if that's who Kelly targets and Slovis were to reciprocate the interest. I suspect, as of right now, that's a good guess as to what the quarterback room's going to be. Experience FBS quarterback and those two youngsters. And Kelly's track record says he'll get at least solid quarterback play out of the position. So don't worry about it, even though it is the most important on the field. Young offensive linemen being signed in a class that at least Ed Ogeron, better late than never, figured out needs to be a target. Will Campbell, Bo Bordelon, Emory Jones. Particularly Campbell and Jones, really promising. Bordelon's another legacy young man, and we'll see if he develops over time. But you need those blue-chip prospects, especially the ones in-state, to stay home and get those right. And that has to be a real focus in the portal as well. LSU's got to get better and more consistent on the O-line. We could go through the other committed names and guys that are projected to sign with LSU who maybe wouldn't have if Brian Kelly weren't hired, like Landon Ibietta, the receiver from Mandeville. But we need to wait and see what the final early class looks like because then that'll project where LSU needs to go elsewhere. And in the end, they're going to come up with talent. And I point this out because I think people forget it when they look at stars and ratings. And not just in Louisiana, but let's say Mississippi and Texas, because LSU does a lot of recruiting, comes up with a lot of talent from those states, of course, as neighboring ones as well. Look at how many guys are in the NFL from Louisiana Tech, Louisiana Lafayette, Tulane. Just stop right there. 
those schools find guys who wind up being NFL talents. And those schools don't sign as many people early as the Power Fives do. They're still working for these kids. And they'll sign more of them, sometimes more than half their class, in the traditional signing window in February. Can LSU, like maybe an Ibietta was, although he was a Miami commitment, so it was still a Power 5 commitment at one point, another school with a coaching change. Can LSU find the next Tyron Matthew, right? Louisiana kid that wasn't an elite-level rated recruit because he's too small. Sure they can. Think of, for example, the Greater New Orleans Quarterback Club High School Player of the Year, crowned officially today at the banquet over at Rock and Bowl. Braden Johnson. Insanely good season for Ponchatoula. Helping them get to the state championship game. And the state's highest classification. Absolutely monster numbers. Over 1,800 yards rushing. Played defense and had nine sacks too. This is not at, you know, a small school. This is Ponchatoula. This is... Class 5A. Kid's an excellent athlete. Who knows? Maybe he winds up at an LSU. I haven't heard anything. But why not take a chance on that guy if you have spots? And you can always mutually part ways later. Maybe his future is a linebacker. As opposed to running back. Where he, you know had the most success. But if you're running around making plays in nine sacks, that means you can play on that side of the ball too. Who's to say? When a guy's a playmaker of that ilk, playing large school football in Louisiana, worth the shot. Not saying LSU's even got remote interest. Just throwing the name out there as just an example. Another one. Honored at the quarterback club today. How about Jack LaRivier of Jesuit? Do I think he's a Division I quarterback? No. No offense to the young man. But he's an insanely good athlete. I think he's a Division I athlete. Do you have a vision for somebody like that? Probably going to wind up being on the FCS level. Probably a much better athlete than that. Who can help you? And don't say, well, there would be some FBF schools. FBF schools would be going after him if he were that good. Now let me ask you the question. Do you think there are guys that played in the FCS and the NFL? Yeah. Far more of them than you realize. Guys like James Robinson of the Jaguars fall through the cracks all the time. Don't even get drafted because even though they were awesome on the FCS level, they're underrated. You just don't know until they get there. So we'll see. And remember this as well about Brian Kelly. 
he won consistently at Notre Dame with recruiting limitations because there's some kids you just can't get in at Notre Dame. There's some kids that just won't go up north to play for Notre Dame if you're trying to recruit in the south. And yet he maximized what Notre Dame could be because he could identify talent. What was the difference for Notre Dame as far as getting over the hump and being a national championship program, even though multiple times they were able to get into the playoff before that a BCS title game against Alabama? When they play the Alabamas of the world, guess what? Ohio State's. They just don't have enough of those dynamic, speedy guys at the skill positions where you really hurt opponents. Wide receiver. Speed in the secondary. Notre Dame will have one guy that's special like that in a, at a given time versus the top 10 programs Ohio State, your SECs, right? They're going to have a whole slew of them at receiver in their secondary. Like, even if you match up in the trenches, do you have playmakers? Notre Dame tended to match up in the trenches but not have the playmakers to win those games. At LSU, you're going to have those. And being able to identify the guys who fill out a strong roster where you have good depth and you're solid at each position, that's where Kelly will thrive. Putting together a staff, analyzing Louisiana versus having to do it for an entire country. You're a national recruiting staff at Notre Dame because you have to be. At LSU, you don't have to be. You can be regional. You honestly could get away with just recruiting Louisiana, Texas, and Mississippi. Now we know LSU tends to stretch all the way across the South, the Southeastern Conference footprint, and do well. But that makes things a lot easier. And what Kelly will be able to do, and maybe as soon as now, with some of the staffers that he's retained that the previous management wouldn't have been interested in, they'll find the, a couple, three diamonds in the rough that they'll wind up signing between now and February after looking at some film and meeting the kids, talking to local coaches. It's important to talk to them and actually listen to them on the high school level because they tend to know what they're talking about. They tend to be able to tell you, hey, I've seen X many kids over X many years. This kid can play for you. They tend to be right because their reputations are on the line. They don't want to lie to you because then the next time nobody's going to listen to you. It's going to hurt their kids. So why wouldn't they tell the truth? Kelly can figure that kind of stuff out. He's too good at his job. And LSU will wind up filling out a solid recruiting class where there'll still be some stars come out of it, and they'll have quality in their quantity. And it'll only get better from there. But is LSU competing for a national championship next year? Would take a miracle. Can they still be a 9-3 and three type team? Sure. Considering they've been five and five and six and six, that's just getting back to the baseline. Don't be greedy, Tiger fans. This recruiting class isn't going to make or break LSU. But more importantly, it's not going to break LSU after a change of regime.
504-260-1061 is the number. That's 504-260-1061. Of course, on CrescentCitySports.com tomorrow, we'll have a listing of all the signees from different in-state schools, starting with LSU. See what sort of damage Tulane's able to do, considering they're in a bit of transition themselves after a 2-10 and year. And we'll have to keep an eye on the portal for them, incoming as well as outgoing. By the way, can Tajay play for anybody in the country? Tulane got him out of Ponchatoula. Yeah, he can. If he stays healthy, he'll play on Sundays. Mark my words. It's not all about stars. If they were right all the time, there'd be no challenge to recruiting. You never know how a guy's going to develop. But you have to be good at figuring out guys who can develop into more than what they appear to be. And I bet you Brian Kelly does a good job at that. Jude Young with you all access. Back in a moment to talk. State of the Saints at 6-7. and seven. Hope still alive if you want to see them in the postseason. We'll be back in a moment on Nash 106.1. Inside New Orleans, if it's New Orleans sports, culture, food. Inside New Orleans with Eric Asher is talking about it. Weekdays at 4 on 1061 Nash Icon and available online anytime at NashFM1061.com. I got to tell you, the Ford F-150 and I, well, we're kind of like family. Ford's the number one selling truck in America for 42 years, and Lamarck's the number one Ford dealer. So come get your number one truck from your number one dealer, Lamarck Ford, where everybody gets remarkable deals and service. And wait till you see what we've done and still doing to the big store in Kenner. We're using local money, not Wall Street money. Visit Lamarck.com for more details. Drive safely, my friends. Number one claim based on 2018 new Ford vehicle retail sales report in this region's own E. Susan, it's so great to finally be able to get together again. Oh, it sure is. And I really appreciate you picking up the bill. I'm happy to. I've got the extra cash. Since we've all been driving so much more again, I've been using GetUpside, the free gas app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the GetUpside app? Yes, up to 25 cents a gallon. Cash back every time I buy gas. Does that actually add up to anything? Some months I make 200 to 300 bucks. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free GetUpside app now. Download the free GetUpside app now in the App Store or Google Play to save up to 25 cents a gallon when you buy gas. Use promo code TIME for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to 50 cents a gallon on your next fill-up. You can cash out anytime to PayPal or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TIME for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's code TIME. Wake up your senses at Louisiana's newest Harley-Davidson. Zydeco Harley-Davidson in Homa. 30,000 square feet of pure motorcycle mayhem. Zydeco Harley-Davidson in Homa has over 100 new and selective pre-owned Harley-Davidsons available right now. For every riding style and budget, Zydeco Harley-Davidson in Homa has the motorcycle for you. Come pass a good time in the bayou at Zydeco Harley-Davidson. With new arrivals of the latest in style, fashion, and riding gear in their motor clothes department. Check out over $250,000 of the latest parts and accessories. Repairs, upgrades, and customization are there for you at Zydeco Harley-Davidson's award-winning service department. Check out their dynoing service, which maximizes the horsepower and torque of your motorcycle. It's Zydeco Harley-Davidson.
Davidson in Homa. Follow on Facebook and ZydecoHD.com for their next event, party schedule, and more. Vicks NyQuil Severe tackles your worst cold and flu symptoms, changing this <coughs> into this. NyQuil Severe, the nighttime sniffling, sneezing, coughing, sore throat, stuffy head, aching, fever, best sleep with a cold, medicine. Uses directed. This report is sponsored by Walgreens. Walgreens knows it's the hap happiest season, but it's also the weird I hide that gift season, or I've run out of stuff to stuff stocking season. That's why Walgreens makes it easy to get last minute gifts with pickup in as little as 30 minutes. Because if it's the holiday season, it's Walgreens season. I'm Ken Trahan. Welcome to your daily sports report presented by CrescentCitySports.com. The All-State Sugar Bowl will introduce seven legends as the fourth class of the Sugar Bowl Hall of Fame in conjunction with the 88th All-State Sugar Bowl on January 1st. The class includes Jimbo Covert of Pittsburgh, Tony Davis of Nebraska, Bobby Dodd of Georgia Tech, Jake Gibbs of Ole Miss, Woodrow Lowe of Alabama, Walt Yomorski of Kentucky, and Doug Morrow of LSU. The NFL had 37 positive COVID tests Monday, while the NBA says it expects an uptick in COVID until January. In another procedural move, the New Orleans Pelicans have again assigned Jackson Hayes and Trey Murphy III to the G League Birmingham squadron and have transferred two-way player Jose Alvarado to Birmingham. The Pelicans play at Oklahoma City on Wednesday night. Xavier freshman guard Lance Williams, the Red River Athletic Conference player of the week. Gold Rush coach Alfred Williams is the NAIA National Coach of the Week. And Ty Gordon of Nichols and Kiuna Walker of Louisiana Tech named Louisiana Sports Writers Association Men's and Women's Basketball Players of the Week. For these stories and more, visit CrescentCitySports.com. Have a blessed day and be a good sport. For CrescentCitySports.com, I'm Ken Trahan. Now's the time. What's on your mind? Time to express your thoughts by calling Jude Young of CrescentCitySports.com and all access on 1061 Nash Icon and at NashFM1061.com. Call 504-260-1061. Well, 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 the Saints won a football game. How about that? Who knew? Well, we knew. It was going to be really hard to lose to the Jets. We talked about it last week on the show. Just relax. This is a win. Saints will grind it out, get the job done against a bad team. And it was true that second overall pick Zach Wilson being the starter was a gift. He may wind up being good someday. And I thought he was going to be good. But I thought the same of Baker Mayfield. And now I look at him and think he's Baker Mayfield 2.0. And that's probably an insult to Baker Mayfield. He's not that good, but at least he's a game manager. I don't know if Wilson could even do that. We'll see. Now, he was missing a couple of key receiving threats. But the Jets actually were pretty deep at wide receiver. They had Jamison Crowder out there. Keelan Cole. The Jets are another team that's done a better job of having depth than NFL quality at wide receiver than the Saints. They're on a list of 31 teams that have done that. But no question, it hurt the Jets even further alongside the fact that Wilson's their quarterback. Wilson didn't even throw an interception, though. He just didn't move the team. And the Saints were able to cash in in the end. Is that offense that we saw in the Meadowlands good enough moving forward for the 6-7 and seven Saints to climb out of that collection of teams with the same record tied for the final wild card spot in the NFC? No. No, it is not. Simply not. Certainly not good enough to go to Tampa and beat the Buccaneers on Sunday. Now, you can say to me the Saints have won 
Three straight regular season meetings with the Bucks, with Tom Brady at quarterback, can tell me it can be done. You're right, it can. But I just don't know, barring a ridiculously dominant Saints defensive performance, how you can expect it to happen. Just can't see it. Just don't see the Saints being good enough offensively to win that game or even at home on a Monday night the next time out against the surging Miami Dolphins. Can they win ugly games against the Panthers and Falcons after that? Sure. Can winning three out of four of these games potentially get the Saints in the playoffs? Yes. Yes, it can. Because if, as long as you're beating the Panthers, and particularly, most importantly, the Falcons, who are also 6-7. and seven. By the way, Panthers are 5-8. and eight. Then you take away those lead pipe block tiebreakers against you, potentially anyway, but a lot come into play because you've got the Vikings at 6-7 and seven as well, along with the Redskins, excuse me, Washington football team. I still do it. The Eagles, who, unlike Washington, when you played them, beat you. And then their 49ers sitting at 7-6, and six, they got a big win in overtime at Cincinnati. Usually those cross-conference games aren't as important, but when you talk about just raw record and being ahead of the pack, that was big for them. Got all those teams in that same jumble. Saints could still make the playoffs. But I said last week, and I'll say it again, is that really for the best? Was even beating the Jets for the best? These players are highly competitive. These coaches are highly competitive. They want to win every game, as they should. You don't get to that level not having that mindset. But I still feel like the Saints would be better off long-term with a higher first-round pick, second-round pick, by dropping games, going into an offseason where they've got to figure out quarterback. They need the ammo. I do believe... Russell Wilson has thought about himself wearing the black and gold. And that's the one out of these veteran quarterbacks that are expected to be available who can change your team coming up this offseason that is attainable. But not if you can't win a bidding war. The toughest part of it I'll say it again because I've heard people say, take a shot on Deshaun Watson. Of course you'd take Aaron Rodgers. Of course you'd take Russell Wilson. Toughest part of that is that the two that come without major concerns, Rodgers and Wilson, guess what? The teams that control their rights aren't going to be gung-ho about trading those quarterbacks within the NFC. You'd have to blow them away with an offer, the godfather offer, in order to get them to do that versus just sending them to the AFC. And the one that is in the AFC is Deshaun Watson, and we know why he's not playing right now. And I honestly don't believe that the owner of the New Orleans Saints herself would sign off on trading for him. 
based on what those issues are. So those are your sure things as far as players on the field. Saints may not realistically have a chance to get any of them. Well, let's say they were to struggle down the stretch here, get into the top 10 as high as possible. Maybe a Matt Corral from Ole Miss is on the board when they pick. I think he's underrated. Heisman finalist. I think the guy who won the Heisman's real talent played well. But Matt Corral was the best quarterback in the SEC this year. I could see him doing big things for the Saints. Got a better chance at him if you have a higher first-round pick now. That's pretty obvious, isn't it? So that's where the Saints are. I just, I just have trouble focusing on the rest of the season because what is this team going to do if they actually make the playoffs? What's exciting about that? They're not good enough on offense. To make a run? Forget it. No offense, guys. It's just not going to happen. And you'd like to see them fix those problems. Quarterback, wide receiver, got to get better, a lot better. So I guess you can call it a no-lose situation the rest of the year. Saints wound up picking up some wins, actually got into the playoffs. That'd be great. Congratulations, guys. You came through a lot of adversity to do it. But if they don't, I'm not going to say that would be great, but I'm not going to say that would be terrible or bad even. Look, their defense can carry them here. They can. They can even give them a chance to win at Tampa Bay if everything falls their way. Force a couple turnovers. Because the one thing this defense does so incredibly well is unless you have a mobile quarterback and pose those problems that the last two years the Eagles with Jalen Hurts have presented, Saints stop the run. Against a pro-style team, Saints stop the run. You're not running on them. And outside of maybe what Cam Newton can do with the Panthers, and he's not playing well enough to keep himself from getting benched multiple times in the same game at this point, the other quarterbacks the Saints play don't present that problem. Certainly not Tom Brady or Tua and definitely not Matt Ryan. So the Saints defense can give them a chance in those games. If they're low-scoring games. Hard to see the Bucks game being low-scoring. Enough. But I won't count out Sean Payton in that matchup with Bruce Arians. And I am sure the Bucks are going to try to do what they've done successfully here, winning four in a row. And that is not just relying on Brady's greatness throwing the ball, but what Leonard Fournette's done as a runner for them to provide balance. They're going to try to see if they can penetrate that Saints run defense. And if they do, then the game's over. But the Saints will be fired up in the pure underdog role again against Tampa. And they're going to bring it. And the key is, Saints have been able in these regular season wins to play from in front in those games. They have to do that again. And yes, Alvin Kamara's back. That gives you a playmaker that you can build things around. It's a shame Deontay Harris is suspended. That would have helped. I'm not going to count them out from being able to win that game. 
but I'm not going to pick them to win that game. And again, that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if things go the other way the rest of the way. Have to keep saying it. The future's brighter if the Saints have a greater ability to do more in the offseason to fix what ails them now as opposed to being able to say, hey, we kept our playoff streak alive. What's the point of going to the dance when you have two broken legs? You can't dance. Saints offense is like having two broken legs at a dance. When you talk about competing with the winning teams, the good teams, right now, it's as simple as that. It's as sad as that. And it needs to be fixed before you can think about being a contender again. Think of last year's Chicago Bears that the Saints beat in the first round. They were a playoff team, but they were no contender. That's where the Saints are right now. No man's land. I'll say it again. Sometimes when you lose, you win. 504-260-1061, the number. I am Jude Young. This is the Tuesday edition of All Access. 504-260-1061. Back in a moment. We'll take a look at other sports stories of note. This evening on Nash 106.1 FM and NashFM1061.com. Check off your holiday shopping list at Macy's Gifts You'll Love to Gift Sale with great gift specials like designer coats you'll love $99.99, sweaters he can layer up $29.99, and the holiday Barbie your kids have been dreaming of now $35.99. Plus, everyone gets $10 Macy's money for every $50 spent. Going on now at Macy's. Savings off sale and clearance prices. Exclusions apply. See Macy's.com slash Macy's money for details. You may be into punk rock, soft rock, or classic rock, R&B, hip-hop, or house, country, techno, or techno-country. But no matter what kind of music you listen to, here's something else you should hear. Please consider getting vaccinated. Talk to your pharmacist today about Comirnaty, COVID-19 vaccine mRNA. This message brought to you by BioNTech and Pfizer. Oh, well, would you look at this? Hey, now this is unique. Is this? Oh, wow. Where did you get this? They got it from us, and we got it from local craftsmen, creators, artists, and makers from all around the region, creating unique, one-of-a-kind gifts you won't find just anywhere. NOLA Gifts and Decor. NOLA Gifts and Decor in Metairie off West Esplanade and in Destrehan at Ormond and Airline. NOLA Christmas Fest is back at the New Orleans Convention Center. Let's sneak a peek inside our magical North Pole passageway to see all the fun you can have on the Kringle Carousel, Big Freezy Ice Rink, Candy Cane Climb, and so much more. Take a selfie with my North Pole pals and see all the fun things we do at the North Pole Elf Village. It's going to be great. Tickets are limited, so tell your friends and family to get their tickets at nolachristmasfest.com. We're going to have a magically good time. Unwind from your daily routine with Vicks Vapo Bath or Vicks Vapo Shower and let those soothing Vicks Vapors help you relax. (sighs) 
Enjoy a Vicks Vapo moment wherever you choose. Look for Vicks Vapo Bath and Vicks Vapo Shower in a store near you. This report is sponsored by Audible. Audible is the best place to listen for everything you're into, from comedy and motivation to popular podcasts and best-selling audiobooks. Right now, take advantage of a special holiday offer and save 60% on your first three months. Learn more and sign up at audible.com. This is Josh Danzig with Where You At Magazine and the newly relaunched WhereYouAt.com with your weekend picks for 1061 Nash Icon, presented by Sky Vodka. Celebrate an Italian holiday tradition with the Feast of the Seven Fishes this Saturday night at Red Gravy Cafe on Magazine Street. And enjoy great football on Saturday night, the Superdome, as the Raging Cajuns take on the Marshall Thundering Herd in the New Orleans Bowl. For more info on what to do this weekend, log on to the newly relaunched WhereYat.com and click on the community calendar. And be sure to pick up the new issue of WhereYat Magazine in locations all over town. Cumulus New Orleans, incredible service and excellent results. New Orleans is always number one with Cumulus Radio and Digital. DA Exterminating is proud to be locally owned and serving Louisiana's Gulf South for over 60 years. If you want a fast response and great service, call DA now on the North Shore and in Metairie, or you can visit us online at daexterminating.com. Traffic is brought to you by DA Exterminating, proud to be locally owned and serving over 60 years. This is where you get all access, not just the focus on one or two topics. All sports are on the table with your calls at all times. Join us now by calling 260-1061. Now back to Jude Young on 1061 Nash Icon through CrescentCitySports.com and at NashFM1061.com. So those who thought that, you know, COVID was going away anytime soon, I got bad news for you. It's not, unfortunately. I mean, it was never really going away, sort of like, you know, whenever the flu first became a thing, that was never going to go away either. It's an issue. And what's happened is that that particular issue has really wreaked havoc on New Orleans college basketball specifically. Not LSU, for example, undefeated and right now late in the first half handling Northwestern State. That was always going to be a blowout. But New Orleans itself. Now Tulane's men's and women's basketball programs are temporarily shut down completely. No team activities, no games. Between the two of them, they've canceled five basketball games. Two for the men, three for the women. The men will next play, Lord willing, a week from today against the UNO Privateers at Devlin, Uptown. Game you'll be able to hear right here on Nash 106.1. Speaking of the UNO men, you may have tracked what happened to them this past weekend. I made that trip, of course, and called the game. We didn't have it on Nash because we had the 5A championship game for high school football. UNO could only bring seven players because of NCAA COVID health and safety protocols between those who had it and those because of different protocols who couldn't go. Seven was just enough to go play the game, but it certainly wasn't enough to compete in it against a good Utah State team. 
Privateers are still scheduled to play Dillard in a game that, if it happens, will carry live on Friday night. But it's a problem at the basketball facilities because the women's basketball team now has had to cancel four games because they've got a more severe case or cases as far as the number, at the very least, going through that program. And how about this? Talk about disappointment. You can't be more disappointed right now than the Xavier men's and women's basketball teams. I mean, really disappointed. And this is an NCAA now. This is an AIA. But the school vice president quoted in a release by the school saying that the uptick in overall COVID cases on campus have basically led to a shutdown for basketball. That means that Xavier's planned trip to Hawaii to play in a tournament, both for their men's and women's teams. Canceled. How brutal is that? I made that trip for basketball with UNO. It's a fun trip. Anywhere in Hawaii. I mean, come on. And they lose that. That's a shame. And on top of that, just to be safe, Xavier's going a little above and beyond. Their first four basketball games says they don't have any more scheduled for this calendar year. The early January home games, no spectators at the Convocation Center. It's a little extreme, just my opinion. But you can argue better safe than sorry. I understand that too. And also speaking of NAIA and speaking of New Orleans basketball, Loyola's men, ranked second in the country, had to have their game this past weekend at Southern Miss canceled because of issues within the program, reportedly. School didn't announce anything that I saw on that, but multiple reporters said that. So keep an eye out. If it's happening there, it could have an effect on your day-to-day lives here, outside of basketball, no matter what you do. The uptick and the reaction to it, well, we'll see. But just like the flu... Tell me, tell me, tell me. How could you possibly think that every cold and flu season that this isn't going to be a problem for a long time to come? And at what point with such a large percentage of folks vaccinated so that they're not going to have life and death situations unless they're in that compromised group that you're never really going to be able to fully protect? How are we going to just shut down for years and years to come. Yes, they're going to continue to push vaccine boosters, combo, whatever you want to call them. At some point, we've got to get through that. Even if it means, you know, you isolate the team for players that don't test positive from the players who do. And at the games, you make sure fans can't have any contact with them in order to continue to play those games, just so you can keep playing the games with the players available as long as there's enough. That's got to be the next step. I get it. The NCAA set these guidelines that UNO and Tulane are dealing with right now. Makes sense for the time, but let's hope we can get by that because I hate to see basketball. 
we're talking about two seasons ago when COVID first broke. No postseason. Conference tournament stopped. Season done. No March Madness. This past year, cut down season. No fans at March Madness. Most arenas. Now this you're having teams lose games again. At least it's a progression in the right direction as far as interruptions to what's normal. Let's just hope that's the case and we can figure this thing out. Yes, you want to protect people, but at some point there has to be a balance there for something that isn't going away. It's quite obvious from what I've seen. A lot of people who are vaccinated are testing positive. But if the statistics keep bearing out to be true that those people are also not suffering major complications, then we're talking about we're getting closer to flu territory, which is life needs to go on. And those folks who know they are compromised, and I wish there were more honesty with this, and this is where politics don't come in. If you're noticeably, notably, overweight, if you have diabetes, if you're already immune deficient in some way, which you would know, and the elderly, they have to be extra careful. Can we come up with better ways to protect them as opposed to trying to protect them from the rest, the majority, to the point that we go maybe a little too extreme, like maybe some of these protocols really are. Again, I'm not saying it's an easy situation to come up with solutions, but we need to continue to try to do better and find a balance. Hopefully these programs all get into conference play. Love to see UNO and Tulane finally meet again. Been five years. Let's hope that game Tuesday happens. Since there are issues on both sides, that's not a guarantee at this point. But I certainly hope that game does indeed happen. One more segment to go. 504-260-1061 is the number. We can squeeze you in. We'll take a look at the CrescentCitySports.com headlines before we say goodnight after this on Nash FM 106.1. Since 1935, the All-State Sugar Bowl has been a proud New Orleans New Year's Day tradition. And for 87 years, the Sugar Bowl has hosted top-ranked teams, All-Americans, and national champions. Now, on New Year's Day, the best of the Big 12 and SEC will square off in the 88th All-State Sugar Bowl. Get your tickets today. Visit AllStateSugarBowl.org for ticket information. The Sugar Bowl is presented by All-State, the Louisiana Office of Tourism, and Taco Bell. Trust is what Burkhardt Air Conditioning and Heating is all about. Take it from me, Eric Asher. If you have any problems with your heating system, you can trust Burkhardt to be there right away and get you back up and running. And if you know you need to replace that heating system this year, you can trust Burkhardt to treat you with respect and get the job done right. And you can always trust Burkhardt to give you a fair price. For heating this year, trust Burkhardt. Visit acpromise.com. That's acpromise.com. And tell them Eric sent you. What's all the buzz about nasal irrigation and navage, navage, navage? And should I try it? Here's the science. Airborne germs invade through your nose. It's the body's air filter for trapping allergens and viruses. When your nose gets clogged, it's less effective and germs multiply. Eventually, your immune system can get overwhelmed and you get sick. 
Nasal irrigation is an effective, all-natural way to clean your nose. It's not a drug. It's more like plumbing. Saline goes in one nostril, around the back of the nose, and out the other nostril, flushing out mucus and germs. I'm Martin Hoke, and I invented Navage to make cleaning your nose easy. It's the world's only nose cleaner with powered suction. Navaj pulls out the bad stuff so you can breathe better, sleep deeper, snore less, and feel healthier. At Walgreens, CVS, Rite Aid, Target, Bed Bath, and Walmart. Or go to Navaj.com for a free gift with purchase. Over 2 million sold. Navaj, N-A-V-A-G-E. Clean nose, healthy life. Wesley is a truck driver. I drive a truck and I love what I do. A truck driver with IRS troubles. They told me I owed them $43,000. It got really bad. <laughs> Quite a few letters in the mail. They were talking uh, about wage garnishment, coming after my house, my car. Yeah, they, they don't play around. I seriously thought that I was going to lose everything. One sleepless night, Wesley finally made a call to Optima Tax Relief at 2 a.m. Kind of figured I'd get a machine, but I didn't. I actually got to talk to an actual person in the middle of the night. <laughs> he found just what he was looking for. Oh, are great people. You need a team of people that know what they're doing. Optima Tax, they know what they're doing. Optima Tax Relief came through with flying colors. I saved an incredible amount of money. Happy don't even come close. I was absolutely overjoyed. Take Wesley's advice. If you're in any kind of trouble with the IRS, call Optima Tax Relief. Don't trust anybody else. Call Optima for a free consultation. Call 800-845-8122. 800-845-8122. 800-845-8122. Some restrictions apply. For complete details, please visit OptimaTaxRelief.com. Susan, it's so great to finally be able to get together again. Oh, it sure is. And I really appreciate you picking up the bill. I'm happy to. I've got the extra cash. Since we've all been driving so much more again, I've been using GetUpside, the free gas app that pays you cash back for every gallon of gas you buy. Wait a minute. Are you saying you actually get paid cash when you buy gas with the GetUpside app? Yes, up to 25 cents a gallon. Cash back every time I buy gas. Does that actually add up to anything? Some months, I make 200 to 300 bucks. Wow, that's serious extra cash. I'm downloading the free GetUpside app now. Download the free GetUpside app now in the App Store or Google Play to save up to 25 cents a gallon when you buy gas. Use promo code TIME for a 25 cents a gallon bonus on your first tank. That's up to 50 cents a gallon on your next fill-up. You can cash out anytime to PayPal or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use promo code TIME for a 25 cents a gallon bonus and your first tank. That's code TIME. Always welcoming intelligent points of view, whether we agree or disagree. Let's have constructive dialogue on all access with Jude Young on 106.1 FM Nash Icon at NashFM1061.com and through CrescentCitySports.com. Give us a call at 504-260-1061. All right, y'all you got to check out CrescentCitySports.com every day. Follow us on social media. High school-specific stuff, CCS Prep. You can find it on Twitter or Facebook. CCS Daily for including, how about the Pelicans? What do you want me to say about that? Well, I think Ed Daniels is hitting on what isn't so sensitive a topic. Headline story right now on Crescent City Sports. Headline says it all. Pelicans may need to think about life after Zion. Red. Amen. It's only 21, and yet, you're talking about a guy who had a lot of comparisons to being a bigger, stronger, faster Charles. Barkley also had weight issues in his career. 
about it. He matured. Zion Williamson, unlike Barkley, didn't spend several, so he's even less age-wise mature. So been given a lot more money and fame than Barkley was given right away. Can he mature? Can it? Because unlike Barkley, he's having the type of injury issues. You talk about a foot injury. Guess what? Those aren't going to go away. They're only going to get worse. And he three hundred pounds. Wants to be an NBA star and play a long time. He needs to get down to at least two sixty. Period. End of discussion. And if the Pelicans don't think he can do that or stay there, if he does, especially the latter, then yeah, they need to think going out. They're never going to get out of them what they need. It stinks. It's trading another potential superstar, but it has to be on the table. The bigger question is not that it could be on the table. It's that, do you want David Griffin having anything to do with it? He might be part of the problem as far as reaching this young man. And that's his number one job. If you have a superstar talent and you're running an organization, you can't lose connection the ear of faith from that superstar. And everything we see right now says that he has. We talked about signing day being tomorrow. Renee Nato put together a final listing of his top 50, and he squeezed a couple others in there. So it's really 52. Metro area recruits in this 2022 class. Check it out. Good stuff. Good information. Who's interested? Starting with the elite talents. All the way down to the guys who might be those sleepers we talked about. And teams are going to be regretting they didn't get the first time and may try to go after now in the wild, wild west that is transfer land a little later on. And also all the information on those unfortunate COVID situations in local college basketball. And finally, it was a great time, as I mentioned earlier today, at Rock and Bowl, the Greater New Orleans Quarterback Club, after missing last year, having their awards luncheon again. Braden Johnson of Ponchatoula Player of the Year. Wayne Stein, talk about a great job. Elevated to head coach, replacing Frank Monica, going undefeated, winning a state championship at St. Charles Catholic. Those Comets being the team of the year. Nobody thought they could beat Lafayette Christian, the four-time defending division champions. Nobody. And they did it. Deserving winners of those awards. And by the way, Stein also... Not only has he been the defensive coordinator there, but he's been the baseball coach and won a state championship too. He's a young-ish guy. Also honored, and you can check out video of the entire luncheon. One of the greatest high school coaches our area will ever see that is retiring, the great Hank Tierney. Won his 300th game in the Class 5A semifinals. Couldn't win the big one against... An awfully good Zachary team. Great game in Class 5A that aired right here on Nash Icon. But a special award for his 300th win in his career. And a nice speech here in Coach Hank that you can check out. Again, can't miss it on CrescentCitySports.com. And I want to thank our friend Michael Green, who I know is listening, for taking photos at the event. Packed house. 15 players of the week honored, including Johnson, the player of the year. 
A lot of celebrities in the house. Even Archie Manning able to show up since Arch Manning of Newman was one of the honorees. Thanks to Rudy Dixon on the board for his work always on these shows. I'm Jude Young saying good night on All Access. Thank you.